KCSB FM Santa Barbara 91.9. This is Inside Isla Vista. I'm Clarissa Hom with KCSB News. This is the show that shares what's happening in and around Isla Vista and the UC Santa Barbara community. On tonight's show, we're talking about Isla Vista's outdoor festival and social host ordinances going into effect this Saturday. We're offering some important information from reporter Rebecca Carraway and Lieutenant Garrett Teslaw to keep residents informed on what these ordinances mean for Isla Vista. And later in the show, KCSB News' L. Messer-Schmidt brings us the story of a volunteer-led program that's helping to make Isla Vista even more beautiful. I'm Zoha Mullick, the external news director of KCSB-FM, with an update on the Isla Vista Bluff collapse. For background, on Tuesday, February 6th, four Ocean View properties on the 6-7 block of Del Playa Drive were evacuated when a deck collapsed. This was caused because the cliffs that held it up eroded due to the storm which passed through Santa Barbara this past weekend, as reported by the Santa Barbara Independent. No one was injured, but 45 or more people were displaced. Later in the day, residents were allowed to return to the properties, with an exclusion fence installed to restrict access to the bluff patio. I spoke with Captain Scott Safechuck, the public information officer and fire captain for the Santa Barbara County Fire Department, to learn more. Well, the impact of the storm was throughout the county. Uh, our resources were inundated, uh, you know, throughout the duration of the storm. In regards to the the uh, bluff incident or evacuation that we had for some of the units on Del Playa, uh, in our surveys that we do throughout the uh, county during a storm incident, we have. Uh, when resources are out there and have areas of concern, they can take photos of it and send it to our uh, to a platform where our uh, incident management team can re- review it and then follow up on those areas. So one of the station captains from Fire Station 17 at the campus had noticed uh, some concerns out there uh, and had taken photos of it, sent it in. Uh, resources went out there to analyze it, and it was a de- the decision was made to evacuate the the property there uh, so further determination if it was safe or not uh, could be determined and so in doing that law enforcement came out there the fire department was out there Uh, we had uh, santa barbara county building department out there building and planning department they sent a building inspector out there and they uh, reviewed uh, what had happened out there and where some of the dirt had slept off uh, due to the storm and we used our fire department drone operators which are firefighter engineers that they're the guys that they're the personnel that drive or assigned to drive the fire engines. And we have some of those people are drone operators or drone pilots. Uh, and they're certified to, you know, fly drones on incidents like this, where we need to get a better vantage point to, to see what's going on. And so in doing that, we were able to film it. Uh, and that helped the, uh, the building inspector also make his determination that it was safe to reoccupy but a fence, a barrier fence would be put up so people could not go out onto that uh, patio where the fencing had fallen off. Okay, so this area of Bluff Top Del Playa was already on the radar of county planners, and these residents have been evacuated in storms going back at least 10 years. So what's been done or is planned to help shore up the bluffs? Yeah, I I can't speak to that from the fire department standpoint. Uh, that, That would probably be with uh, another department or someone to speak with in planning and develop it, development or, or the building inspectors. 
but I can speak from uh, keeping an eye on it and for you know safety issues. The entire coastline is constantly uh, eroding and evolving, and uh, it bluffs along the coastline are always or continuously bombarded by waves and uh, and weather, and so they have a tendency of sloughing off and deteriorating. So uh, we keep an eye on that, and if we see any any evidence or signs that there's you know new damages occurred, then we go through the steps like we just did, where uh, if a resident could be affected, uh, we take it seriously and pass it on to the people who make those decisions if it's safe to uh, inhabit those structures. All right, and is there anything on the situation that you'd like to add? Well, general safety about the you know bluffs in general, and I think for students, they should have a mindset of you know see something, say something. We've had people die out there, and we don't want to see any, any unnecessary accidents out there. So if people are at a party at at uh, one of those residences along the bluff, don't overload the decks. Make sure people aren't sitting on those balconies where they can fall over the railing. So keep them away from the railing or, or at least uh, sitting on those railings. And I think it's a shared responsibility to, to keep our community safe, not just from law enforcement and the, and the fire service but just from a community standpoint. All right, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you for having me. To lead us off tonight, there have been many questions raised regarding what the outdoor festival and social host ordinances will mean for residents of Isla Vista ever since amendments to these ordinances were proposed last year. I spoke with NewsHawk reporter and local Ivy resident Rebecca Carraway to understand what's changing and what isn't. Many of the laws regarding how and how not to host an outdoor festival are already laid out, and Rebecca explained how they will affect parties and future festivals such as Deltopia. Could you please introduce yourself for our listeners? Of course. Hi, my name is Rebecca Carraway. I'm a reporter with NewsHawk. I cover a lot of different things in Santa Barbara County, and Isla Vista is one of them. Awesome. Today we're definitely going to be talking a lot about the uh, new ordinances in Isla Vista. On February 10th, residents will see the new social host ordinance and the new outdoor festival ordinance. Could you introduce us to what these ordinances mean for residents? Yeah, so a lot of these ordinances already existed. They have just been amended. Uh, They were previously in place around Halloween. They still will be. Uh, And this added Deltopia, which takes place first week of spring quarter for UCSB as part of that ordinance. Uh, It's going to help to limit things like large parties on balconies, rooftops, uh, areas on the bluffs. It's trying to keep noise minimum after 6 p.m. And it also adds a few things there. Previously, the way the law was written, Uh, If someone was attacked at a party or if things were getting kind of out of control, uh, the sheriff department or local authorities would only be able to respond after an incident had happened three times. So this allows them to, for more violent incidences, it allows them to show up, intervene after one instance instead of after it happening three times at one event. Some of the felonies and misdemeanors that are being moved to the what they're calling the one and done category are paid parties, resisting a peace officer, firefighter, medic, uh, arson or attempted arson, 
assault with a deadly weapon, sexual battery, battery with serious injury, battery on a police officer, firefighter, or EMT. So like we said before, uh, before the way the law was written, law enforcement, according to them, said they wouldn't be able to shut down uh, an event unless one of those things happened at least three times. But now, since it's being moved to the one and done category, if something like sexual battery, assault with a deadly ha weapon happened just once, they would be able to kind of go in there right away and shut things down and intervene. Yeah, that makes sense. It kind of allows hosts and law enforcement to be just more proactive. Definitely. There... I don't think anyone would want to be at a party where that stuff is happening and no. keeps happening. Yeah, definitely not. So one thing with this ordinance, it defines outdoor festivals as an event where music is provided by a performer, uh, either by pre-recorded means or live, that's on a property that's not meant to hold that kind of event. So a house, a small apartment, and these events can be for free or paid with 250 people or more. It was previously 500 people or more, but with the amendment, it dropped down to 250. So this just kind of allows to make sure that big events aren't happening on properties that can't sustain them. Like we have a lot of small houses, small apartments in Isla Vista, and especially along Del Playa, a lot of those properties, they just aren't built for the hundreds of people that come out for Deltopia each year. Yes, I was uh, happy to see that this could possibly help out with other initiatives to sort of improve cliff safety, balcony overloading, and that kind of thing. Uh, and as you mentioned, Deltopia is one of the big outdoor festivals in Isla Vista. Is it clear how these ordinances will affect Deltopia? Yeah, there. with these amendments, there's also, um, there's further crackdown on these paid parties that really residents saw more of that happening during last year's Deltopia. Uh, a lot of people from out of the area, people with Bay Area startups came in and we were trying to advertise and sell events through the app, uh, which just really caused a lot of problems. No one in the community that I've talked to was a fan of it. So that these ordinances will also help kind of limit on that happening as well. Yes, I definitely heard a lot of other students complaining about companies like Poppin coming in and mm -hmm. trying to uh, commercialize Deltopia and just commercialize, you know, the local town. So to come up with these amendments uh, to the ordinances, there's been a lot of collaboration with the local law enforcement uh, and, of course, local residents, the county uh, people were definitely worried about involvement of law enforcement. And as of now, are there still major concerns uh, that are unresolved? I definitely throughout this progress, this process, there has been people concerned about over policing or increased police presence, which uh, of course people are gonna be worried about. Uh, I mean, we'll have to wait and see how things go. I know uh, having spoken to Lieutenant Tesla, their goal is not to have more policing, but also to have students kind of self-police themselves and you know be aware of these ordinances, be aware of these what's going on, uh, have a clear understanding of what the law is so that they can kind of know like 
when they're in a bad situation or, uh, hey, it's not okay to have this many people on a roof or any people on this roof. So they're hoping it also kind of helps people to keep each other accountable. Yeah, I think that's a good distinction to make because sort of, especially the social host ordinance, I sort of noticed that it tries to give a little bit more responsibility to the host instead of having to have people intervene after the fact, you know what I'm saying? Uh, is there anything else you'd like to share regarding the new ordinances? Um, I don't think so. I'm interested to see how it goes. I'm, I'm hoping to see increased safety. I know last year's Zeltopia, there was a lot of dangerous incidences, a lot of scary moments. So I'm just hoping this allows people to have fun in a safer way. Yes, agreed. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, how this pans out in the in Isla Vista. Uh, I'd also like to mention, since you're also a local Ivy resident, uh, the Ivy Bagel Cafe and Ivy Pizza Pub were recognized for Best College Town Eats. I know the Bagel Cafe is like one of my favorites for breakfast here. Are there any restaurants you want to shout out in Ivy? You already said it, the Bagel Cafe. I'm like Always. a couple doors down. It's so good. I love it. Um, Woodstocks is one of my favorites. I love the Cozy Cafe. I love going there to get work done or yes. just uh, a pick-me-up. But yeah, there's lots of great places around Isla Vista. And I hope to see more in the future. I know. Uh, thank you so much for talking. Have a good rest of your week. And thanks for coming in. Of course, anytime. Since I spoke with Rebecca regarding bluff safety, she reported on the collapse of a balcony on the ocean side of Del Playa Drive. No residents were injured. Reminder to stay cautious and safe along the bluffs during this time. You can find more reporting from Rebecca Carraway on the Newshawk website, including stories from across Santa Barbara County. This is Inside Isla Vista. I'm Clarissa Hom with KCSB News. Today, we're talking about amendments to the social host and outdoor festival ordinances here in Isla Vista. I spoke with Lieutenant Garrett Tesla from the Isla Vista Foot Patrol to learn more about these ordinances. We also spoke about staying safe in Isla Vista during the storm and what's being done to minimize the dangers along the bluffs. Hi, my name is Garrett Tesla. I'm a lieutenant for the Santa Barbara County Sheriff's Department, and I'm the station lieutenant for the Isla Vista Foot Patrol. Great. I'm happy to have you here today. Um, we're going to be talking about the social host ordinance and the outdoor festival ordinance that will be going into effect on Saturday. And as I understand it, these are simply updates to uh, some existing ordinances. Could you tell us more about what the expectations are for anyone hosting an event or festival? Sure. So the biggest uh, misconception about these so far is that we are outlawing parties in Isla Vista, and that's not the case. We are aware of the culture out here and our demographic, and we want to support First Amendment rights to congregate. And so, no, parties are not being done away with. But what we're seeing as a result of the last couple of years of Deltopia coming back after the pandemic and uh, some advances in technology that allow mobile sales and mobile advertising on social media, we've been seeing a lot of commercialization 
and uh, profiteering off of these kinds of parties in the residential zones that create more than more problems than just having a party. And so the updates to the social host and the festival host, uh, the fest outdoor festival ordinances are designed to discourage people from hosting a concert or paid event or selling alcohol. Uh, but it doesn't uh, prevent people from having a party still of, of their friends, even with music, as long as the party is below 250 people. Uh, any the, the new laws say that any party or any event that has music, like a concert or a DJ, a band, that sort of thing, and is expecting to have more than 250 people does require an outdoor festival permit that it can be sought through the county. And so that's the one major uh, chunk of changes. The second major chunk of changes comes in the social host ordinance, which has been around forever, um, but basically allows the sheriff's department under certain specific circumstances to designate certain parties as a public nuisance. And if they are designated a public nuisance, then it gives us the authority to shut that party down in that moment. Uh, it has typically been a very confusing, uh, both of these have been very confusing laws for a long time. And part of the goal was to make these a lot cleaner and more understandable for people. Uh, so they knew what was expected of them, but to also address the tragedies of bluff uh, safety and the bluff falls that are happening. Oftentimes when parties are allowing attendees to climb over the fence onto the bluffs uh, because they won't let them use a restroom inside or uh, when people are partying on a rooftop. And we've seen in San Luis Obispo, we've seen here, we've seen in Berkeley, uh, the tragedies that occur when people are partying on a rooftops and a rooftop collapses. And so that, that's the, the crux of the changes that we were seeking. Yeah, I think it's great that people will have the expectations more clearly set out for them. And I think it can allow residents to also be a part of taking responsibility for everyone's safety. One of the big things that people don't understand is that we really didn't change any laws. We just kind of uh, put them into one spot that was much easier for people to understand because hosting a paid event, like a, you know, a concert where you had to purchase a ticket online uh, either or a wristband, those are already illegal in all the residential zones, but the laws were so confusing and it was, it was illegal a little bit in this code and a little bit in this code and a little bit in this code that it was really confusing for people to be in compliance. And so we were what part of the effort, which we succeeded in was condensing that all into one spot, the outdoor festival ordinance uh, codes in chapter six of the county codes to show people exactly where to go and what information they need, you know, in order to be, have their event lawfully. Okay, that's awesome. Um, I know that these amendments were also approved by the IV Community Services District and also the County Board of Supervisors. Um, and specifically, the county has faced some scrutiny over collaboration with you guys over at the sheriff's office um, regarding Supervisor Laura Capps' cliff safety plan. Could you shed some light on just how these amendments line up with the county goals to improve cliff safety? Sure. The first thing we did when we looked at needing to update the ordinances was we met with IV Safe. If you're not familiar with IV Safe, it's a coalition of local residents, UCSB representatives, associated students, uh, IBCSD, Rex and Park, like all these people who are in Isla Vista committed to keeping Isla Vista safe. Uh, the sheriff's office, the fire department, the district attorney, uh, we meet regularly and we brought this to that group 
And out of that group, we formed a working group of people who raised their hand and volunteered to help us navigate creating some laws that were uh, modernized and effective, but also considerate of our population. And so the working group consisted of um, representatives from Associated Students, uh, the EVPLA's office, uh, represented uh, two IBCSD directors were on the, the working committee, both of whom are students uh, at UCSB as well. Uh, student Affairs a cha Vice Chancellor was part of this. A property manager was a representative. Long-term residents were represented in this. The Sheriff's Office and the District Attorney and District. So a huge group of people before we ever brought something forward to any legislative body, we all got on the same page and agreed that the language of these changes was appropriate and functional and, you know, correct level for what we were seeing in Isla Vista. And so, yeah, then, the, then we brought... Uh, that to the CSD and they, you know, they passed their support unanimously. And then of course, as you mentioned, the district, uh, the board of supervisors also uh, passed unanimously while we were doing all of that. We experienced our most, our most recent fatal bluff fall when Benny Shermer fell from the bluffs uh, while attending a concert on Del Playa facing the bluffs and he had climbed over the, over the railing. And so, um, you know, part of our concern have, for years has been how do we, as the sheriff's office, help solve the problem of bluff safety and bluff falls. We respond, we're the first ones to always respond to a bluff fall. And they're almost always on Friday and Saturday nights after dark, which means that the sheriff's office is almost always the first people who are on scene on Del Playa anyway. And I myself have responded to multiple bluff falls, uh, some fatal, some not. And it's a horrible, horrible thing to have to experience for anybody. And one of the challenges is, you know, how can we dissuade people from doing that? Something that is in, incredibly dangerous, but they just may not know about. And not all tools are, are, the sheriff's office shouldn't be involved in every solution to public safety. But one of the things we see over and over again is that when people are hosting parties, they're not letting people use restrooms or their parties are so big that their restroom facilities are maxed out. And so people are doing what they need to do and climbing over onto the bluffs and using the bluffs as their facilities. And that's largely how a lot of these things happen. And so an easy thing for us to do is to make those parties a public nuisance because when a bluff fall occurs, it truly is a public nuisance. It's a, it's a you know, now a public safety emergency. It's a medical emergency. It takes tons and tons of resources to devote to that thing now. And so part of our request was to be able to shut a party down if the party hosts are allowing people to climb over onto the bluffs. And as long as they comply and they do, you know, they shut the party down, there's no citations, there's no arrests, there's nothing like that. It's really about an education thing. We've seen this work in the past where when we put it on the books as something we can enforce, our residents are very good about self-policing themselves. And my belief is that once we get word out that your party can be shut down for this, for letting people climb onto the bluffs or onto the rooftops, people will police themselves, they'll police their audience or their attendees, and they will keep it in, uh, on the right side of the railing, on the right side of the roof, you know? And I don't think we're going to have to actually enforce that a whole lot. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that insight um, as to why you would want to call this a public nuisance, just because of the resources that you guys have to put in, the resources that other, you know, facilities in IV have to put in. Um, are there any other misconceptions you'd like to talk about or anything else you'd like to share about the amendments? 
the the biggest thing that we want to make sure people understand is because we're because we're seeing like i mentioned the commercialized parties or the profiteering parties in the residential zones those are now illegal come uh february 10th regardless of size so if you're if you're charging for an event it doesn't matter how big it is if it has a musical element to it and there is a crowd it is a it is now against the law and it will be shut down People who are promoting these events or are performing at these events uh, will eventually be subject to having their um, equipment seized as part of the investigation. And that's not something we want to get to. We're doing things like this interview today uh, and some outreach in the public to make sure people know that this is coming and there will be some education opportunities first before we ever begin enforcement. But at some point before Deltopia, we will begin enforcing this uh, rather strictly. Okay, great. Um, to bounce off of this conversation about cliff safety, I also wanted to talk about the recent storms that have been happening in Santa Barbara. Um, in Isla Vista and Galita in particular, there's always worry about the bluff erosion heading towards homes. Um, could you talk about any plans for restoration or just education in the future? So every time we have a major event like this, obviously, it's a serious uh uh, consideration of how stable are the bluffs and our county planning department works with our fire department and with us to make sure that the bluffs are reviewed uh, before these storms are coming in so during this last storm the bluffs had already been looked at uh, using uh, actual you know eyes on footage from the beach using drone footage to look at the stability of the cliffs and our planning department is responsible for making decisions on whether there might need to be evacuations or not. And then throughout the storm, of course, it's monitored as well. We also, this time around, flyered the homes that we knew to be uh, a concern that for either erosion or undercutting or any of sorts of things to make sure they were aware that this was an issue and to encourage them to vacate or to at least stay off the bluff side of the property as much as possible. And, you know, it's, it's an awareness thing we do. We work with the property managers and owners too to make sure that they're communicating with their tenants about some of these dangers. Uh, and uh, we we flyer frequently, we were IBCSD, uh, we did a bluff safety flyer with them last year, like a little door hanger with information about bluff safety. It's constantly on our minds about how dangerous the bluffs actually are, uh, particularly during a storm like that. Now, in terms of restoration and all that, there's really not much that can be done, is my understanding, uh, from a perspective of repairing the bluffs because the erosion is natural and given our geographic position, it's not like we can at Galita Beach bring more sand in. That's not something that's feasible off the bluffs uh, at uh, uh, Deltopia, or sorry, Del Playa. Yeah, I think- Del I have Deltopia on my brain. <laughs> I encourage anyone to follow us at SB Sheriff on Instagram or our website, sbsheriff.org, uh, SB like Santa Barbara, of course. Uh, and they can always come by Foot Patrol and ask questions or give us a call over here. We're happy to talk to people and explain uh, what, you know, what's going on in the world around us. Um, we'll be doing a variety of town hall meetings uh, with associated students and other groups uh, throughout the next couple of weeks to make sure people are aware of these upcoming changes as well. And so uh, there's a lot of different ways they can connect with us. All right. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for the time and opportunity. We've been talking about amendments to the social host and outdoor festival ordinances this week on Inside Isla Vista. I'm Clarissa Hom with KCSB News. 
Residents here in Isla Vista are committed to making their neighborhood more safe and beautiful year-round. KCSB's Al Messerschmidt explains more about the Isla Vista Beautiful program, a group of dedicated volunteers who work hard to clean up our neighborhood. They manage everything from trash to graffiti to make the whole community nicer for residents. Isla Vista Beautiful is a program created in 2019 intended to make Santa Barbara a cleaner and more sustainable community. This program focuses its efforts on painting over graffiti, cleaning up trash, taking down old flyers, as well as raising awareness about how to make Isla Vista safer for the community. The team logs instances of graffiti and trash that they notice around Isla Vista, and residents can report items they wish to be fixed on the C-Click Fix app. Currently, this program has 17 members, ranging from students to community members. According to NewsHawk, program manager Jenna Norton said documenting as well as research is important to the project in order to find why problems occur. Norton explained that her team has learned properties end up not having enough trash cans or the can lids are not tightly secured, so animals end up digging in their trash, which makes litter on the street. Norton emphasized that the overflowing trash cans are bad for the animals and the environment. This also makes it uncomfortable for the people who live there. The program also works on solutions for student move-out week in order to make it a smoother and less messy process. A lot of students have a gap in their lease before school starts, meaning that they have limited time to figure out where to store their furniture and other items. It often gets left out on the curb if they can't take it with them or find a place to store it. This tends to create a lot of clutter in the street. In order to prevent this, the team hosted two move-out sales last year. This is where people can donate items they don't need instead of throwing them out on the street. Proceeds from sales go to local nonprofits. Any items not sold end up being saved and sold back to the community during move-in sale at the end of summer. In addition to this, the program educates people on what to do with their items, how to prepare for move-out, and where they can store and donate their items. The program intends on having another move-out sale this year in May. Norton expressed that the team plans on communicating with the local trash company this year. She wishes to have workers cleaning ahead of pickup, tidying up to make sure trash isn't being left on sidewalks. Additionally, Norton also wishes for more residents to be involved in reporting problems in order to create a caring and sustainable culture in Isla Vista. She believes that it would change the culture of Isla Vista, making people feel a sense of belonging as well as having more respect for their community. Norton wants residents to see that people are out there daily, cleaning up the community because they care. More information about the Ivy Beautiful program can be found on the Isla Vista Community Service District's website at islavistacsd.ca.gov slash isla-vista-beautiful. With KCSB News, I'm Elle Messerschmidt. You've been listening to Inside Isla Vista. Thanks for tuning in Wednesdays at 5 p.m. to find out what's happening in and around Isla Vista. I'm Clarissa Hall. Our theme music is Siesta by Jawser. This is 91.9 FM KCSB.